Hey listeners, jump in this vat of acid and take too much or too little Adderall, because today we're talking about the Rick and Morty trailer part two for season four. Woo! I am Joe. I'm Brandon. And I am... You can say Toby, it's okay. <laughs> no one's gonna hurt you. I have PTSD after my fucking coworker sent this shit to my work group chat. <laughs> We talked about this last time, but he sent, like, the worst possible episode. Was it the Sesame Street one? Yeah, the, the Sesame Beast. Street one? Oh, fuck. <laughs> Forgot about that. I feel like the Sesame Street one is probably some of the worst shit we've talked about. I don't know. Talking about Gaspar Noe's rectal beast was really up there. I'm very shocked that this trailer came out. Also, my name is Toby. I don't even know if I said that. We've moved past this, Toby. We don't care anymore. <laughs> I'm sure that at some point, if the audience doesn't know your name, they'll hear me scream it in fury for <laughs> one reason or another. <laughs> Sandwiched um, between uh, cunts and fucks. Wait, Joseph, why are you surprised that this trailer came out? I just did not expect it to be so soon. I was expecting another four-year wait. I did not trust that they'd come out with it so soon. To be fair, the world does not have four more years, so... <laughs> <laughs> the world can end after I see the second half of season four. What about that hundred-plus episode promise? Like, yeah, that we were going to get 70 more episodes. No, I would like to see it, but I'm starting with, like, realistic expectations, and we'll move up from there if... You know, if it seems like the world has another year or two in it, then we'll let it go. I love that this is what Rick and Morty has done to their fans, where they come out with, like, the half of the season basically, like, six-plus months after they said they would, and your reaction is, like, complete shock and awe. Yeah, because it's like if you were like, yeah, I'll be at your house at six, and you showed up at my house at six, or even, like, seven. I'd be like, oh my god. Yeah, I'd never do that. I know. I probably would just straight up not tell you that I'm even in the same city as you and then show up at your house. What, like Joseph did with me two weeks ago? <laughs> I texted you. We just didn't see each other because everyone's under a You texted me in the it. middle of a pandemic. <laughs> Tyler is making me go outside. She's upset that I don't go outside because I work from home now. This is like a fucking dream come true for you, Joseph. The world is ending and you don't have to go outside. Guys, so I got ferrets. I know you guys know that. The audience doesn't. They probably don't care, but still, I got ferrets. Why'd you describe it like it's a venereal disease of some kind? <laughs> this motherfucker texts me out of the blue. I hadn't heard from him in like a month or longer. He texts me out of the blue and he's like, hey, Toby, I'm a small business owner now. And I'm like, oh, did you, did you, did you start a business? And then he texts me a picture of ferrets, and I'm confused. But apparently, the fucking proper term for a group of ferrets is a business. And he got two ferrets, so it's technically a fucking small business. <laughs> and I maintain that one ferret should be called an asset. While we're on this subject, please tell the audience the names of the assets. Uh, well, we have Helen of Troy, and we have Troy of Helen. Well, okay, so anyway, I'm sure nobody gives a fuck. Let's move on to Rick and Morty. It's happening. So, a couple things I saw that made me all excited in my pants. <laughs> One, we saw Snowball again. And he's fighting a cat in a suit, which... Could be just a random joke, could also be where the cat came from. I'm not one of those people who's like, we, we're going to find out, we have to find out if it means something. I don't think it means anything. I don't think they know what the cat did. I don't think the writers know or anything like that. It's like the corn on the cob joke. But was it the same cat? Probably not, but, let, you know, we're here to come up with dumb theories, so let's just say yes. 
I don't know, it doesn't look to me like the same cat. This one is clearly a Persian and that other one was clearly a tabby. I don't know if you know what you're talking about at all. But, I don't, I'm bullshitting you. <laughs> you know, I don't know, I don't know my cats, I don't know whatever, but I do know that it's probably not the same, but it would be interesting if it was. Yeah, that would be a fun callback. Might not even be the same dog. Might just be some random white dog in a, in a suit. Honestly, it could also be a Morty's Mind Blowers, which would disappoint me. I want to have a Snowball episode. I do want another Morty's Mind Blowers, though. No, no, I do too. I wouldn't be disappointed by a Morty's Mind Blowers episode. I just want Snowball as well. Speaking of callbacks, I have a theory about these next five episodes based on this trailer. Literally, the opening shot is a legion of Ricks all standing at attention like soldiers. I think we're going to see Evil Morty. I remember there were talks of disturbance in the Rick and Morty's writer's room. So I don't know what their timeline is because I really doubt they're going to do 100 more episodes or 70 more episodes or whatever they were renewed for. I guess 65 at this point. What do you mean a disturbance in the Rick and Morty? Like in the force. Like I have no idea what you meant. Just uh, Royland and Harmon not getting along and, and... Oh, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's been a thing for a while. You try working with Justin Royland or Dan Harmon, and, like, after a long enough time, you'll have a tough time, too. So we have Snowball, we have maybe Evil Morty, and we have... We have um, Tammy. Tammy. Evil Jedi Tammy. If Evil Morty comes back, it may well be in the same episode as Tammy. Like, it may be, like, like one of those big episodes where it's, like, she's an agent of the feds, and... Yeah, like a finale. Yeah, I would like to see... I think every Rick and Morty fan ever wants to see Tammy's head on a stick. I am very curious where they're, where they're gonna go with that. We get to meet Phoenix person. Ooh, there might be a cool f uh, heat moment where they're, like, staring at each other. You know what I mean? About a showdown? <laughs> yeah, yeah, just a showdown. I don't know why I needed some esoteric <laughs> reference to describe something that everyone knows. Yes, you're right. There may be a two people staring at each other. Sounds way less exciting when we put it that way. I'm excited for that. I'm excited to see Snowball. The episode that seemed to feature the most was this head crab episode. Facehuggers, we'll call it. Yeah, we're finally getting at least a pseudo-alien crossover. Uh, they've got that. They've got, like, the Gundam suits that are going to be going in there, which I am so excited for. I'm wondering if they're going to do another Game of Thrones episode. Probably not. It's over. It's been over for a while, and I know that past them don't know that. Well, yes, but... Uh, they do have, like, a clip of Rick playing with a giant white direwolf-looking thing. I assume that that would be part of the Snowball episode. That would be cool. There'll probably be some Game of Thrones jokes. Like, they'd make a reference to it if he's fighting what looks like a direwolf. So, Facehugger episode looks like it's not humans, and it looks like Summer is somehow ruling them. So I'm wondering what's gonna happen there. Wait, was that the same episode? Yeah, if you pause there, um, you'll see the Facehuggers are serving Summer. Oh, yeah, that. you're right. This is 41 seconds in. Are the facehugger aliens all, like, the same species of alien? Looks like it. They're the facehuggers, and then there's the pink guys whose the, faces they're hugging. Yeah, the pink guys. <laughs> is this just, like, all localized to, like, one planet, do we think? I think so. Like, it seems like the kind of thing that would be like how in the Unity episode, it's like they get a distress call and they want valuable shit. Or it could be the kind of thing where Rick's trying to make some money and he winds up causing this. I don't know. I do think that putting that thing on your face is horrifying. I think that voluntarily putting that thing anywhere near your face is really fucking scary. Like, that's the worst kind of way to die. Are we talking about, like, touching our faces now, or...? What? No, no, not fucking coronavirus. I'm talking about the face hugger. <laughs> yeah, I know. But since we're here, 
You hear that, audience? <laughs> Don't touch your face, because it's a horrible way to die. <laughs> there was that one guy who survived the Spanish flu and the Holocaust who just beat coronavirus. Holy shit, are you serious? Yeah, yeah was, I basically, this guy awesome. just... This guy has just achieved demigod status at this point. Yeah, I don't think he can. You die. know, the way this fucking year is going, he's probably going to trip on a banana peel and kill himself. <laughs> Look, at least that would be funny. Like, at least at least slipping on a banana peel is a funny way to die. I'm sorry, we should cut that. That sounds really f more fucked up than I meant it. It's only funny as if with your last breath, you look at everybody and go, ta-da. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there really wasn't much else that looked like other episodes. Like, I saw most of the clips looked like they were from the Facehugger episode, so I suspect that'll be the first or second one to come out. My guess is the first. They might still even be animating the last bits and putting the finishing touch on the other one. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, like, considering how, you know, close to the belt we love playing these things. Close to the belt? I mean, that's that's not an expression, but I'll, I'll it, go with it, I is guess. It, is it not? No, I no, thought it was. You, you mixed below the belt and close to the something. Close, like to the, close to the wire, down to the wire. Down to the wire, there we go. Close to the belt is a porn thing. Oh my god, oh my god, speaking of porn things. Um, <laughs> <laughs> guys, have you seen this thing I've been jerking off to? I am very sad that one of my favorite porn videos was removed from Pornhub, mate, forever rest in peace. Uh, <laughs> can you describe it for us? Um, no. <laughs> Why did we, how did we get here? Yeah, oh, I know how we got here. There was no segue. You just said- No, no, there was a segue because it's like, oh, below the belt, below the belt. Right. Close to the belt made me think of like, it's like porn. Oh, oh so it's my fault. Yeah, Brandon, yeah. what the fuck? Why? Because we have to stay off the corona, Brandon. There's only one way to do that. I need you to lick my balls. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a few things to discuss that are surprisingly Rick and Morty related. What the fuck? That's not what this is for. <laughs> I do want to stick to the on episode stuff because one other thing I see is like there's a clip of Morty in the gunner seat of a ship going through what looks like a fucked up version of the Citadel. That looked to me like part of the Facehucker Gundam episode or at least it looked like a similar setting. I'm curious to discuss this with both of you. We have all watched all of the first five episodes from season four. We have had mixed thoughts on them. Joseph more mixed than others. I don't think uh, Joseph was mixed at all. I think it was just pure rage. Okay, guys, let's focus up. We don't want to get off track or anything. <laughs> <laughs> Point being, what are we hoping to get from these next five episodes? What are each of you hoping to get from these next five episodes? And what is there? are there any jokes or any like storylines that you're hoping to see more of? And... Uh, what's going to bring this season to the pantheon of Great Rick and Morty seasons for you? One of my biggest problems with the last season was that they were trying different things structurally in the episodes, which is not necessarily bad. I thought the uh, Rick Lantis mixed up the Citadel episode with the second appearance of Evil Morty. That mixed up the formula a lot, but it was also a very That was good fantastic. I thought it was a really good episode, but... With the past five episodes, more so the final three, they mixed up the formula, but I thought I thought it ultimately made the episodes weaker. I thought the storylines weren't as creative. I thought that structurally they kind of meandered. They, they weren't nearly as tight as like season one and two and most of season three for me. And I would like to see them continually pushing the structure a little bit to mix it up and keep it interesting, but I just hope that they tie it 
together better. Also, I hope they come up with more creative insanity. The creative insanity that I love about this show is missing a little bit from those three episodes I mentioned. So yeah, creative insanity for Toby. And Joseph, what's the thing that you want? I want some more Ricklantis mix-up. I want to know what Evil Morty's doing. I want to know how Bird Person's doing. I want to know what Tammy's up to. You know, I'm all about story. I'm hoping that we get three or five of these are Rick and Morty standard good. And, you know, the other two, no, I'm sure they'll still be funny. But, like, I'm, that, that's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping three out of five. That sounds like a low bar, but, you know, it's not. It's hard to be funny. That's why I choose not to do it. <laughs> uh all right, now I feel that. What's yours, Brandon? What would you like to see from these next five episodes? So I'm kind of in the same camp as Joseph of I would like them to bring it back to the storylines that we have been working with and have been running themes. Basically the things that really pin us to these characters. So uh, Phoenix Person, Tammy, Snowball even, even though like we haven't seen Snowball since season one. Oh no, I love seeing people who you haven't seen in a while. I want the larger storylines that we've tied to our characters to kind of come back and give them some weight. As much as like a one-off episode, like the toilet episode, can give us depth into Rick, I kind of want the larger story. Agreed. The larger storyline that we have been working with and the larger things that mean something to Rick and or Morty. I agree. And real quick, just I wanted to clarify something before when I said, yeah, you know, I love seeing people you haven't seen in a while. Uh, I just want to clarify that. I mean that strictly on the show. Um, if I know you from my personal life and we haven't seen each other in a while, that's, that's okay. It's not personal, but leave me alone. Dude, we're all trapped inside for a month, probably more at least. Why is it a PSA a that needs to happen now? <laughs> Joseph Nemitz, the only person in this, uh, on this planet who's actually enjoying working from home this much. <laughs> Look, I've been training for social isolation for decades now. <laughs> I'm a writer. I've, th this is literally my job is to do what I'm doing right now. <laughs> I know. It's great. I, isn't it? Yeah, honestly, as, as someone who's pretty extroverted, I am actually loving this. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel bad for Tyler because she's not having a good time. Well, yeah, she's trapped all day with... <laughs> <laughs> well, no, also, she grew up in a house with like seven people. There was never not somebody around. So when it's just me who needs long breaks of time between any form of social interaction... When we were in high school and I would come over to your house and I would sleep over, you would get to a point around maybe the 20 hour mark where you would just look at me with dead eyes and be like, get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> yes. So I'm curious how that works now that you live with your girlfriend. Well, it's harder to tell her to get the fuck out of his house. <laughs> yeah, it is harder to tell her to fuck off. That's the main difference, I guess. It's tough. I love her, but like there's times I have to hang out with her because it's like I know that's what she needs and like I don't want to um, be an asshole. But there's times when I'm like, no, I, I just absolutely can't. I need everybody in the universe to leave me alone and I will kill the next person that says a word to me, but all animals are welcome. And then you see Troy of Helen dragging his fucking litter across the living room, <laughs> spilling it everywhere. Oh, and you're like, God, God those. Those devious little fuckers, Troy and Helen, worked together to move a 10-pound bag of litter, and they spilled it all over my fucking rug. Honestly, I'm just happy that they are partners in this. I know. That honestly warms my heart. <laughs> just knowing that they're in agreement. They are united in their effort to make your life difficult. And that actually warms my heart. <laughs> So we've established what we want from this season. We've kind of talked about what we saw, which mostly seems like one episode. Any other specifics, or should we move on to Rick and Morty-related news? 
Uh, go on. All right. As well, for our listeners, we also like to keep tabs on the Rick and Morty creatives and what they're doing. So just a few headlines. Uh, Jeff Loveness, who wrote Claw and Hoarder special Rictums Morty, has been tapped to write the next Ant-Man movie, Ant-Man 3, which is going to be awesome because those are always so much fun. More in line for Rick and Morty fans, Justin Roiland and one of our favorite writers from Rick and Morty, Mike McMahon, have teamed up to create a new show called Solar Opposites, which will be coming to Hulu on May 8th. The voice cast includes Justin Roiland, of course, and also Silicon Valley's Thomas Middleditch. Hey! Nice. Uh, along with Big fan uh, of us. Along with the Goldbergs, Sean Giambrone. It is I, Penis Anthony Dublinier. <laughs> and comedian Mary Mack. It looks very similar to Rick and Morty. It looks on it like that's not a criticism. It's just an observation that it looks very much like it just sounds like Rick and Morty with extra steps. <laughs> it seems very similar to Rick and Morty. It seems like the beats of the humor will be different. But yeah, like similar sci-fi themes and definitely similar tone. I think this is going to be like Rick and Morty leaning into Justin Roiland's sense of humor a bit more than Dan Harmon. Because Dan Harmon is not involved. This looks like more of Justin Roiland's pure id than uh, Dan Harmon's comedic uh, meta story structure. Joseph, what did you think of him rushing home, killing dozens of people just to say, we don't have noses! Hitting an ostrich along the way, by the way. Oh, I forgot about that. I also really love when the world's falling apart, they arrive home and he says, wait, 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 we can't park here. We can't park here. The street cleaning tomorrow. (laughs) Honestly, the home setup reminds me so much of American Dad that I'm just like, it feels like a reverse American dad of an alien family with a human living with them. The reverse American dad is my favorite sex position. <laughs> <laughs> also, Brandon, you're absolutely right. It does. <laughs> so yeah, that's coming on May 8th. That's going to be fascinating. There's eight episodes, I think. Interesting. So yeah, I am interested in it. It does look very much like it's going to hit the same beats as Rick and Morty. And again, not a bad thing, not a good thing. Not a good thing. What I mean is I don't mean that as praise or condemnation. Yeah, no, no, no. I I know, I know. I'm going to give one more update and then I turn this over to this fuckery. Mike McMahon's other animated show, uh, Star Trek The Lower Decks. So that is in production and they've assured us that it will be arriving on time despite everybody working from home now. So that will be arriving on time at some point in 2020 and it's Star Trek The Lower Decks, basically about all the red shirts in Star Trek. Uh, now, Toby would like to tell us about cereal. No, I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> it's going to be very interesting how Joseph selectively edit this. Please selectively edit this. I trust you'll use your best judgment. Nope, this is going <laughs> up raw. <laughs> Three-hour podcast. Uh, raw and uncomfortable. 80% talking about obscure, horrifying pornography. It's not going to be obscure after this podcast. This shit's going worldwide. (laughs) Other news, Rick and Morty has already started finding writers for season five. So I believe they are doing this back to back enough that they are just heading straight into season five production. So that's You apply in Brandon? There is literally no way they would ever hire me. But yes, I would love to work for Rick and Morty. So if any Rick and Morty person is listening to this Hire me? That would be amazing because then we could absolutely like trash the episode you wrote. Let's see. Do we have anything else? I'm excited for the season. I'm excited for this plague to be over. I'm excited for um, 
The my sweet own release of death. We both went there. Good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anybody got anything to take us out? Nah. <laughs> that sound. All right. Well, thank you so much for tuning in, listeners. This has been the Daily Squanch. I'm Brandon. I'm Toby. And I'm Joe. Rick and Morty will be coming back uh, May 3rd. That's correct? May 3rd, yes. yes. And May 8th is when um, Solar Opposites comes out. Wow. Justin Roiland's been very, very busy. Good for him. Oh, yeah. Everybody look forward to Rick and Morty coming back on May 3rd. Solar Opposites comes out May 8th. We'll be talking about uh, Rick and Morty and maybe Solar Opposites a little bit on this podcast, which will be coming back in May. So look forward to it and we'll see you all then.